RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Command codes verified. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secure channel. Hello, Captains. You're listening to episode 364 of Priority One, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast, and your weekly report from the Star Trek multiverse. Recorded live on Tuesday, May 1st, 2018, and available for download or streaming on Friday, May the 4th, be with you at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Happy Star Wars Day. I'm Elijah. I'm Kenna. And Tony, I am. And in our audio booth is our audio engineer, Winters. Well, Kenna, why don't you tell us what we've got coming up this week? This week, we're checking out not one, but two new Star Trek films in the works by Paramount, and the news that production has started on Discovery Season 2. In Star Trek gaming news, we're catching up on all the latest that the gaming world has to offer. And of course, as always, before we wrap up the show, we'll open hailing frequencies for your incoming messages. Captains, those alien frequencies are always open, and you know we love to hear from you between episodes and just during the episode, too. So please reach out. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Priority One Podcast. On Twitter at Priority One Pod. You can even send us email via incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Of course, we need to take a moment to thank all of our Patreon supporters that help keep this show possible from week to week. As you know, Captains, the production of Priority One Podcast is completely built on volunteers. None of us get paid for the work that we do producing the show from week to week. Without your ongoing support, it wouldn't be possible to continue producing this podcast. So a big thanks to those of you who have been able to contribute from month to month. And we encourage you that if you've been on the fence about becoming a patron, head on over to patreon.com forward slash priority one and check out all the perks that we offer, including an entire separate show called On Screen, where we're currently reviewing the first season of The Orville. Now, we understand that a financial contribution may not be in the cards for you, but there are other ways that you can support Priority One. One of the biggest ways is by sharing the show. Tell your fellow Trekkies that they can get their weekly roundup of Star Trek news right here at Priority One. And of course, leave us a review on places like iTunes. Now let's check out the latest news from the Star Trek multiverse. I don't know. Then let's check it out. What's better than one Star Trek movie? Well, more than one, of course. And according to reports from The Hollywood Reporter, that's exactly what we're getting. Paramount Chairman CEO Jim Giannopoulos teased attendees of CinemaCon, which is the official convention of the National Association of Theater Owners, that the studio is currently developing not one, but two Star Trek pictures with partner Skydance. There is some speculation that the first film will be based on a script by J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay. 
in which Chris Hemsworth would reprise his role as George Kirk alongside Chris Pine's James Kirk and Zachary Quinto's Spock. That film, it is surmised, will be followed by hashtag Star Trek and Tino, currently being written by the revenant scribe Mark L. Smith. The Hollywood Reporter said of the Tarantino Star Trek film, quote, Paramount is also developing a separate Star Trek movie that Quentin Tarantino would direct. The latter is understood to be set in a separate timeline, end quote. While we don't know much about the scripts for the upcoming Star Trek films, we might know who will direct one of them. Variety broke the story last week that S.J. Clarkson, a small screen director known for Dexter, Jessica Jones, and The Defenders, will become the first female director to helm a Star Trek film. Though Paramount declined to comment, The Hollywood Reporter published a story credited to unnamed sources, revealing that Paramount has mandated Star Trek's fourth film be directed by a woman and suggested that Clarkson is the frontrunner. Deadline followed suit, claiming similarly that Clarkson was in negotiations for Star Trek's fourth installment. So while we may not have confirmation from Paramount, it sounds like Clarkson will helm the next installment of Star Trek. Check out the show notes for links to the articles that we discussed. So, for starters, the Tarantino new timeline thing, I really hope it's not yet a third timeline. Oh, and it is... <laughs> God, could you imagine? Yeah, that would be terrible. But I'm hoping what it is is that he gets the, the Yesterday's Enterprise film that he was going to make. So it could be a third timeline, which then merges back into the Kelvin one. Or, God, like, you know, this is my dream. He merges the Kelvin timeline back with the Prime and erases the whole Nero going into the black wormhole red matter thingy. Yeah, but that would completely mess up Star Trek Online. Nuh-uh. Because it happened, but then it didn't happen. It unhappened. Can, can we just back up for a second here? We have official confirmation that they're developing two new Star Trek films. And this is fantastic news because we've heard a lot of rumors and we've heard a lot of people going, well, I would be in a Star Trek film if they would hire me for one, but I haven't been hired, so I can't say. And da da da. This is actually coming straight from the studio saying, we are making two new Star Trek films. Hurrah. Right. This is great news, especially when we have an active Star Trek television series in production as well. And, you know, that's really, really huge. That hasn't happened since, what, the mid 90s that we've got films going on at the same time as the actual TV show is going on. I think that's fantastic news that we should all be really, really happy about. And um, there's going to be a lot of like Star Trek fan hand wringing because we've got Disco, which is like prime timeline but not and then we got kelvin time and this other thing that's going on and lots there, there's going to be so much speculation about how it's all going to fit together i i'm quite intrigued to just sort of sit back and see what happens you're right you're right we should be excited the other thing uh, obviously is the the announcement of sj clarkson um now she may not have a feature film credit of notoriety but some of the episodes that she's directed for some of these series are some of the best episodes of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, I think back on even uh, as far back as Heroes. She had directed a few episodes of Heroes back when it was on air, and they were really good episodes. So I think that it's it's a good idea to have someone whose experience has been television to helm something like Star Trek for the for the big screen because... Star Trek, at its core, 
is made for television, right? The best Star Trek is made for television. Yep. Well, and, and all those things that, that she's been that she's directed, a lot of them are character shows that ha- have action sequences. Um, you know, Jessica Jones was a character show that sometimes people got thrown through brick walls. Uh, same with the Defenders. Um, you know, you, you, although I can't say much for some of the characters in the Defenders, that's not her fault. Uh, she just, you know, she's the director. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, 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 that's that's Star Trek kind of at its essence. It's got to be about the people first, but it's got to look cool and, and be big screeny and, and exciting things have to happen. And I think that, that hopefully that she's got that, uh, that experience under her belt already. Moving on now to the small screen. And who knew carpentry and tailoring could get us so hyped? We're talking, of course, about Star Trek Discovery's second season in production teaser... The one-minute vignette, which takes us behind the camera, shows set construction, blueprints, designs, makeup application, and green screen work. We are treated to a few quotes from Leonard Nimoy, Jeffrey Hunter, James Frain, and Sonequa Martin-Green. But most of all, we got Trek Nuggets. So many hashtag Trek Nuggets. There were a few shots of what looks to be the unfinished bridge of the USS Enterprise, a new or perhaps classic Star Trek alien, a glimpse at the reimagined TOS-era uniforms and insignia, and our first glance of Anson Mount's Captain Pike. Several eagle-eyed Trekkies also made a fascinating find. It's been pointed out that the last shot of Burnham passing through a door is in fact Burnham entering Spock's quarters on the Enterprise. His quarters canonically are in 3F-125, which is the room that Burnham enters. Hmm. For a link to the video, be sure to check out the show notes. I obviously am not that eagle-eyed because uh, the only thing I picked up on was, ooh, they showed the backs of the TOS uniforms. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty much it. And then I watched it a couple more times. I'm convinced it's a Gorn. Kind of like a skinny Gorn. But they're not supposed to. That's what I'm convinced. They're not supposed to have met the Gorn yet. Are they not? No. Isn't it quite uh, early? That's the. Oh, maybe um, not then. That's what the. That's the. Uh, the with the with the with the with the fake can with the made at homemade cannon. You know where he finds the sulfur and the rock and the. And yeah. 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 They're yeah. supposed that's, to have met the Gorn. It's quite early on. I don't know. It looks a little bit, little bit um, lizardy, Gorny. And that brings us to our first community question. <laughs> what was your favorite part of the Star Trek Discovery vignette? If you haven't gone to the Star Trek Exploring New Worlds exhibit in Seattle, Washington yet, well, you'd better get going, because it's about gone. Star Trek Exploring New Worlds, located at the Museum of Pop Culture, or MOPOP, is wrapping up a successful two-year run and will close on May 28, 2018. It is about to embark on a national tour, but they'll be closing in style. On May 11th, from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m., the museum will host a Star Trek send-off party. Partygoers will be treated to a Q&A with Chase Masterson, a Trek-inspired DJ, a Star Trek gaming cafe where Star Trek Bridge Crew VR will be playable, Star Trek trivia with geeks who drink, photo ops, crafts, drink specials, cosplay contests, and more. Adult tickets are just $25, with savings for children, online orders, and Mopop members. Follow the links in our show notes for more information. 
Can I say I really hope that the Star Trek-inspired DJ plays a combination of classical music and um, jazz heavily featuring trombone? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, think, I think that's what they need to do. <laughs> Which would be yeah. great. I just I don't what what is what does a Star Trek inspired DJ mean? Like is he going to wear just a Starfleet uniform? Is it he's is gonna he, have a visor? For how sure. does, how is how is a DJ Oh he's gonna have a visor for sure, yeah. you're right. Yeah. He's gonna have a visor. Or he could go daft punk and wear a Breen helmet. And the thing is there's quite mm. a lot of like disco and techno remixes of various you know, Star Trek songs over the years, things that are tangentially related. It, you know, it's going to be can good. Play I think. Pow, heart and soul. Uh, magic carpet ride, dude. Magic carpet ride, that'll work. And then, like in a lull, he can just pipe in like ten forward sounds on repeat for you know ambiance. <laughs> yes. Um, it, it's worth pointing out that we've actually covered this exhibit a couple times on the show. I think we covered it right when it opened because it was a, a pretty big deal and we've actually covered it since then I remember because there's a part of the exhibit talks about like the anatomy like the build your own episode um, where you select the protagonist antagonist the conflict da 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 and it was actually hailed as a uh, a really good sort of master class even though it wasn't intended to be but it's a good master class in writing a, a pretty typical television episode so it's worth seeing if you're in the Seattle area and you can get down there um, and then we'll We'll keep our eyes peeled for when we get some details of where it will be heading next. Um, it's definitely uh, worth going and seeing. That's it for this week's Star Trek news. Now let's find out what happened this week in the world of Star Trek gaming. Computer status report. Status. Incoming message. I'm only in the mood for good news today. One of the oldest queues in the game, Gorn Minefield, is getting a revamp along with a new landing page that is supposed to help players find interesting things to do in the game. The premise of the new queue, the Romulan Imperial Fleet has taken over an asteroid mining facility. Starfleet and Klingon officers can team up to stop them. In addition to being a cross-faction event, the map also includes waypoints to help guide you. And there's no cooldown. This mission is available to captains level 11 and higher. Now, as you know, Star Trek Online has been a free-to-play game for several years now, and also offers two subscription models in addition, lifetime and monthly. Each provided various additional perks. Well, things are about to change. The monthly subscription is being replaced by the one-time purchasable Elite Starter Pack for 1500 Zen. This pack includes 20 shared bank slots, five Captain Retrain tokens, an increase to your energy credit cap to two billion energy credits. Now, once the initial purchase is made, a new product will appear called Elite Starter Pack Reclaim. This can be claimed once per character and unlock. So for instance, 30 inventory slots, 60 bank slots, and two bridge officer slots. Now, what happens to those of you who are currently paying for the monthly subscription? Well, you can continue to give them your money each month and ignore this altogether. You won't lose your monthly subscription benefits. This really only applies to non-subscribers. Should you decide to cancel it, you do get to keep all of your veteran rewards though. And as we've said on the show before, a monthly subscription doesn't really give you the most return on investment when compared to a lifetime subscription, which will still be available for purchase. With respect to events going on, up until May 7th, you and four other captains will be able to team up for the Arena of Sompec Ground Queue. 
You'll earn weekend event vouchers that can be used to purchase a new ground weapon and a pair of Tsumkatsu gloves, which increase damage. Now remember, Captains, you have to be level 50 or above, and the longer you last in the arena, the better your rewards of marks, dilithium, and crafting materials. Now, if you're also looking to purchase new ships, fleet modules, dry docks, upgrade tokens, you can take advantage of a 20% sale on the Sea Store until May 7th. Also, until May 10th, you can take your chances with the Phoenix Prize Pack in the Dilithium Store for your chance to win some of the rarest or even retired items in the game. Now, you can also get one free prize pack per day by visiting Grim on Drazana or Ona on Deep Space Nine. Now, that wraps up Star Trek Online news for this week. Now, let's open hailing frequencies and see what's incoming. Message coming in, sir. Hailing frequencies. Open. See? We are getting to know each other. Well, Captains, this is the part of the show where we open hailing frequencies for your incoming messages. Episode 363's community question was, What are your thoughts on Spock's flashback appearance in Star Trek Discovery? From Patreon, David S. says, As long as Star Trek Discovery insists on tying Michael to Spock, having flashbacks about their interactions is only logical. Although I still wish they didn't make her Spock's mysterious, never-mentioned adopted sister. Amen, brother. Yeah, definitely. Did they have to? No, they did not. I'm sorry. This is a completely inappropriate place no, to totally ask this question. Totally appropriate. So if, if she wasn't Spock's half-sister, uh, sorry, spoilers, um, <laughs> could they have just made her, they could have just made her kind of partially half-adopted Vulcan anyway with somebody else? Couldn't they? Or does it ha- did it have to be Sarek? Or did it, did, you know? No. Did it have to be Sarek? It hasn't added anything to it at all. No. That's what Katie Fulfer says in her next comment. Yeah, so she commented on Patreon, Michael did not need to be related to Spock slash Sarek in order to be an interesting character. I'm trying to keep an open mind about Spock flashbacks, but also keeping low expectations. And I completely agree. I I mean, even in this first season, it didn't have... Well, no, it did. It, it, it her, She had to have had a relationship with a Vulcan. A Vulcan. A Vulcan, yes, right, right. Could right, have been Bob right. the Vulcan. It didn't have to be. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Well, no, it had to be a Vulcan with connections because you have the whole thing where he was attacked. So? Well, you have the whole thing of whether or not she's going to the Vulcan Science Academy or, the, or Starfleet. So there's that, no. too. They didn't need the connection to Sarek and to Spock. It could have been just a, a normal Vulcan. And it could have been some that, other that Vulcan ambassador. Right. But then, of course, you'd go, oh, yeah. some other Vulcan ambassador. Why didn't they just make it Sarek? <laughs> no, I would not have said that. I would have said, good on no, you no. for making a new character. That, right. I mean, uh, exactly. Right. Standing yes. on your own two feet yes. and not having to lay on other previously mentioned canon. Yeah. Or they could have mis- they could have just sort of skipped that episode, which, you know, I mean, I guess, well, it did move the plot along with the Admiral. And it's, I'm actually mm. trying to talk myself into it now because she, he, the Vulcan in question needed to have been sympathetic enough to her um, human side to be able to effectively raise a human child. But as a Vulcan, I, I think all the rest of the Vulcans kind of look down on humans, and I'm not. I don't think they would have adopted her. I, like so, I can kind of okay. There's probably more than one Vulcan on Vulcan who might have adopted a human child, but I. I I get then, kinda, then okay, I'll just, I to go back kinda, to the original character brief of her anyway. I mean, it's just not that interesting to me. I mean, the whole, the whole I'm torn between my human side and Vulcan side. Well, we've seen that with Spock already. I mean, it's just you know, give her something new and different to do. I right. don't know. Could she? Right. Could she just have been a, like a little emotionally repressed? Yeah. Yeah. 
Maybe some PTSD thing going on. I don't know. Via Facebook, Jim Walsh writes in, Every time I've responded with a horrified, No, 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 no! That's not exactly what I had in mind with a horrified no, but okay. Right. That's one interpretation. That was almost like jubilant, uh, you know, definitely about to get into a, like a sing-off. To what looks like yet another terrible idea announced for an upcoming episode or season of Discovery. It's turned out to be, at the very least, an interesting piece of Star Trek lore. I've now learned to shut up and watch the episode and then develop an opinion. Another season like the first, and I'll just trust the team to produce great TV. Uh, they need to they need to bring the trajectory up a little bit. I mean, again, every, every first two seasons of Star Trek of any series are rocky because they're finding their feet. So, I mean, I'm, I'm giving mm. them that pass. We just discussed this about DS9 the other day. Uh, Kenna, uh, Winters and I went through and sort of gave Kenna a list of skippable DS9 episodes in the first two seasons. So, I mean, it, it, right. it, it, this is this is typical of a Trek series. So, we're not giving up on it, but they got they got you know, we need we need the trajectory to continue to go up. And and to be fair, I think on the whole in season 1, they did a decent job of bringing in these old characters with a fresh coat of paint. I think they'll probably do something interesting with Baby's book. From Priority1Podcast.com, Vaughn says, I'm very interested to see how Mr. Frakes and the Discovery team handle a young Spock. Each new revelation of characters we've known for over 50 years enriches the universe of Trek we've come to know and love. From Priority1Podcast.com, Chiu Miku says, I find the young Spock appearance to be highly logical. After all, we are still fleshing out parts of an already iconic and lovable character. Live long and prosper, Mr. Nimoy. Now, this is an interesting comment to me, um, this idea of uh, continuing to flesh out parts of an already iconic and lovable character. I mean, that's taking a risk, I think, at least with Star Trek fans, because I think, personally, that over the last 50 years, Star Trek fans in the fandom have pretty well fleshed out Spock. Um, and it's a... it's it's. Like, you know, in soft canon, head canon, whatever you want to call it, it's it's a risky prospect to go in and say, oh, here's this thing you never knew. It's That's risky to me. But I don't know any of that soft canon. I don't read any of the books or, or erotic fiction <laughs> that might be coming what? out for, for Spock. <laughs> wow. So... I so so that headcanon doesn't exist for me. The only the only thing I know about Spock is what I've seen in in the films and the television series. From Party One Podcast, Tyler Maxwell says, "Now, are we talking young Spock or baby Spock? Because the former sounds like that one spinoff show on CBS. Kid Spock already showed up in an episode of the animated series, so it's not uncharted ground." Well, I gotta wonder how watching Kid Burnham and Kid Spock suppressing their emotions and acting logical could be made into riveting television. Meanwhile, young Spock, coming soon to CBS All Access! Smiley face. Yeah, no, I, uh, we did see them as, uh, we did see young Spock in an animated uh, episode where old Spock goes back in time to help young Spock uh, with a sort of growing up ritual thing that he has to do in the wilderness. Wasn't it to save the sea lot? Yeah. The, the yeah. sea lot? Yeah. I, I, I what I really want to see is I, I want to see D, uh, CBS uh, CGI Michael Burnham into that animated episode. She's been like hiding behind a rock and she has to like shoot some other Salot that's like going to come up and, and get Spock and old Spock. And, 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 and yeah, that's what I want to see. I want to see some Back to the Future stuff going on. 
I mean, I, I just don't, I don't understand why, why we should be so upset about the Michael Burnham thing when they threw us for a loop with Cybok. Oh, oh, we have, we are, we are going to discuss Star Trek Five now. I don't yeah, know. I, mean, right. I think I we've had this no, discussion before right, a couple right, times. Right. Yes, don't, we have, we don't have, we excuse have, Discovery's have. issues, of which there are many, with Star Trek Five, with which issues I'm like sorry. Star Trek You're Five, right. the issue movie. I mean, that's the, what it is. Right. Also, there were not podcasts when that came out, That's and true. by the time podcast came along, that was you know well established canon. So very true. You know. Well, that wraps up episode three hundred and sixty-four of Priority One, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast. For more great podcasts like Mission Log, Women at Warp, and The Trek Files, visit podcasts.roddenberry.com. We can't forget to send a special thanks to our Patreon supporters: Jim Devico, Navy Boat Slew. Diana Gunther, Peter Archibald, Star Kicker, David S., and Alex Blake. Before we go, here's a reminder of our community question this week. What was your favorite part of the Star Trek Discovery Season 2 teaser? Captains, you know we love to keep those hailing frequencies open, so leave us a comment on our website at PriorityOnePodcast.com, on our Facebook page at Facebook.com forward slash PriorityOnePodcast, or tweet us via at PriorityOnePod. Don't miss a thing from the Star Trek multiverse. Catch our episodes every Friday by pointing your favorite podcast app to feeds.priorityonepodcast.com. You can even join in on the fun while we record our episodes live on Tuesday nights at around 11.30 p.m. Eastern on Facebook. Keep an eye on our social media channels for details. And if that wasn't enough, you can join us in Star Trek Online in the Priority One Armada. If you're interested, just head over to priorityonearmada.com and sign up today. And don't forget that every Saturday night, the Armada takes to our Twitch channel, where we review the latest Star Trek Online and Armada news, as well as highlighting some of the amazing members in the Armada. Each week, we team up with you, the viewers, and earn things like reputation marks and a lithium. With regular giveaways, there's something for all STO players, new and old. Follow us on twitch.tv forward slash priority one. This episode of Priority One Podcast is brought to you by our patrons through Patreon.com. Find out more and add your support at Patreon.com forward slash Priority One. Even if you can't make a financial contribution, please help spread the word about the show and invite your fellow Trekkies. It's your support that keeps us going. Don't forget to tune in to Priority One Productions' Guard Frequency Podcast at GuardFrequency.com. Each episode, the Guard will take you inside the universe of your favorite space sims, including a tabletop adventure played out by your hosts. And Heroes Rise brings you up to date with the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets. Thanks to our audio team, led by Michael McDonald with assistance from Brandon Parker and Jake Morgan. And a very special thanks to Jake as well for helping us write our scripts each week and spearheading our social media efforts. Thanks to our graphic artist and web designer, Henry Pomper. Thanks to the composer of our theme music, Chris Watts. Thanks to our syndication partners, Subspace Radio and Trek Radio. Thanks to Patreon associate producer, Navy Boats Lou. Most importantly, a big thanks to you the Star Trek community, our listeners. Because without your ongoing support, none of this would be possible. Enemy ship on sensors. Red alert. Shields up. Ready weapons. Engage.
Transfer complete. This is Elijah. Trek it out. Sync one. <laughs> this is Kenna. Trek it out. Sync two. I'm sorry. <laughs> this, is, this is Tony. Buttoning things up. Sync three. This is Winters. Pressing the big red button on the bidet. Sync four. Photo ops, crafts, drink specials, cosplay contests, and more. Tickets for normal adults. Like yeah, that's what that's it sounds like, that right? Normal just, adults just are $25. Drop, drop the normal. Weirdos are only 10 Yeah, Star Trek yeah. fans are 50 <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we all yeah, we all picked we up all on that. Yeah, yeah. The thing, that's the thing. I wrote that, and then, like, you, it, in a different context, it's like, wow, that didn't that Yeah, that work. didn't come out right quite at all. It's not, that's not what we're trying to convey here. Not, yeah. For all you freaks out there. Captains, you know we love to keep those hailing frequencies open, so leave us a comment on our website at PriorityOnePodcast.com, on our Facebook page at FacebookPage.com. FacebookPage.com. <laughs> Jesus, I literally just spit on my computer. <laughs> At Facebook page, what? sentence, word, punctuation, dot com. I have no idea. I, I think I just had a small stroke. I don't know what just happened. I actually thought it was Tony that was reading that at first because it was like, Captain's <laughs> He's so desperate to get to the end of the episode. Hey, 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 hey. At least we're filling up the blooper reel like uh, Winter's asked. <laughs> yes. Captains, you know we love to keep those hailing frequencies open. So leave us a comment on our website at PriorityOnePodcast.com. On our Facebook page. <laughs> In space, no one can hear you break. to keep it together. (laughs) (laughs) Slow it go, man. Slow it go. Stop trying to hold it. I can't hear it without the mess ups anymore. I know I can't. Now I can't hear. Now I can't unhear. (laughs) (laughs) Man, man, I was. I was in it too. I was so in it. <laughs> On our Facebook page. At Facebook page. <laughs> this is what happens when you let old people use Facebook. <laughs> You can even join in on the fun while we record our episodes live on Tuesday nights at around 11.30 p.m. Eastern on Facebook page. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. sorry. I had to do I had to. I had to. Sorry. uh, You couldn't pass that up. You had to do that. It was right there. Uh, Podcast.roddenberry.com the Roddenberry Podcast Network.